Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Let's get hype. Welcome back to Nebraska football. When you hear those combination of words, you know you're listening to the Husker 24-7 podcast. And this is a Husker 24-7 hypecast as we get you fired up for football on Saturday. It's returning. There's not going to be seven on seven. There's not going to be quarterbacks running around in green jerseys. They're going to be treated like just like every other football player on the field. Matt Rule says Saturday is for you, the fans. And so this podcast is for you, the fans, as well. Because some people, I know that's hard to believe, some people don't ride or die with daily coverage of spring football. So they need to be caught up with some things. And that's okay. Those people still frequent Husker 24-7, and they listen to our podcast. And we're going to catch them up on what they need to know that happened this spring going into Saturday's red-white game. First, we'll get a couple formalities out of the way. BC... Real quickly, if you want to run through the format of what people can expect on Saturday. Yeah, pretty traditional game. It sounds like 15 minute quarters. Uh, They are going to have like the running clock, like the NFL, because they're thin on offensive linemen. They're going to be in gray jerseys. So don't get confused by that. They're going to rotate and be on both sides. It's going to be basically ones V ones, two V twos rule said. You can do that thing where you put the ones against the threes and everybody feels good because Joe Daly's number one offense tore up the four or five defense. That happened. There's been other examples of that. Um, But you'd rather get that good on good action. And so that's what's going to happen. And uh, sounds like most most of the guys are if if they're available, they're going. It's not a deal where they're going to hold out guys just because he's a veteran or stuff like that. So we should see everybody and the quarterbacks are live. They can take hits. And I'm sure the quarterbacks like that because that means they can extend plays and show off their running ability. All right. Before we get underway. Michael Brunts, give me a memorable red white game performance uh, that you have covered in your time covering Nebraska football? Well, the uh, 2011 spring game, the, the Jamal Turner game, that, that one mm-hmm. stands out. Breon Carnes was just dropping dimes that day. Uh, obviously, Jack Kaufman's run stands out among many. I mean, there, there was a weird stretch of spring games where you had one canceled, you had the, the Hoffman run, you had Bo Pelini, Cat, yep. and 
Yeah, I think those those were three years in a row. But the the one that stands out to me was Jamal Turner's flip into the end zone, and things were Nebraska's going to the Big Ten. They were going to steamroll everybody, and Breon Carnes was going to push everybody at that quarterback spot, and uh, that did not happen. Yeah, BC. What about you? You got a you got a memory that Brunts hasn't mentioned. I'll take it back to the Solich era since this is a Solich kind of weekend. Uh, Demorio Williams mm. put, put on an absolute show when I was in college. And um, it was actually one of those deals where it wasn't uh, it wasn't false goods. You know, sometimes you'll, you'll see that and it, it doesn't translate when it counts. But it was just like the beginning of, oh, yeah, this guy's actually a freak. So my first ever spring game that I covered was the 2009 spring game in which I'm pretty sure Collins Okafor was the leading rusher for Nebraska that day. But the name that stood out, the one that a a cohort of mine just wanted to write about in the worst way possible, the bright future of LaTravis Washington. He had a good Mm -hmm. spring game running around, just unleashing his giant arm. And he played so well in that spring game, he immediately transitioned to linebacker. And then I became a beat writer because I was the one that did not write the Travis Washington quarterback story. So it's a memorable spring game to me at the very least. Do you guys remember Travis Washington and kind of the hype around his just athletic gifts? Uh, vaguely. You probably vaguely. remember him more as a guy that worked with uh, Mike Riley's staff. Yeah. Yep. The, the other memory that comes to mind too, I was just thinking about this was, when Bill Callahan's staff came in and they weren't going to blitz, remember there was no blitzing in the spring game and they were like sending nine guys after Joe Daly. It seemed like, like it, the, the, the fix was in, it felt mm-hmm. like, like, am I wrong about that? Like, do I have the, the, the tinfoil hat on? I wasn't at that one. I can't remember. I was thinking, see, maybe I, maybe I got it wrong. Cause I was thinking Daly like tore up the, number four defense but i could be i could be confusing my spring games you could be thinking of the 2004 one and brunts could be talking about 2005 (laughs) okay i think like joe daly destroys the 2004 four stringers 2005 i think maybe zach Zach taylor Taylor was there you and know. there was the, uh, it, okay. it seemed like there yeah. was a little bit of a fix on to make sure that that uh, yeah. one quarterback That's didn't how, look as good as the others. I, I think you both have a different Joe Daly you know, experience. <laughs> and I like gonna, Joe Daly, by the way. That's not, I bet, but yeah, I, yeah. I when I think of like ones v fours, I thought I think of like his first spring, and yeah, he had like four hundred yards passing, I think, or something. Yeah, I'm thinking of the next year. I think where where they uh, they turned the dogs loose in, uh, <laughs> in what was supposed to basically be a seven on seven. Uh, it was not for him. BC, did you know that Brunson and I met at the 2000? Uh, what did that been? 2011 spring game. Jamal Turner. Yeah, yeah. Like Brunson just rolled in from a red eye flight from California. I had been asked to help fill in as a freelance writer. We're sitting right next to each other. It was, you know, that's when we met. Little did you know, you'd be doing a hype cast about spring games 12 (laughs) years later. Look at us now. How much have we 
accomplished in that time, Brunt. Look at us. We're still still covering spring games, as yes. it should be. Thriving like no other. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's dive into the nuts and bolts of this uh this spring. And here's what we're gonna do. One of you is gonna give us three key things that you learned this spring about the offense, and the other of you is gonna give us three things you learned about the defense, and then we will dive into uh, some more spring game talk and uh, predictions and all that fun stuff. So let's uh, let's let's figure it out. Who wants offense? Uh, I'll go offense. Brunts is going offense. BC's got defense. Brunts, you're up first. Three things you've learned about Nebraska football for 2023 this spring on offense. Number one, Matt Rule loves his running backs. Loves them a lot. Says they're one of the best groups he's ever had at that position. And they like the mixture of strengths and players that they have there. So I think that is a group that he's liked. They've liked him. They've continued to like him this spring. And they feel like that can be a strength for the offense. That is one. Uh, Number two, um, Matt Rule does not believe that the offensive line was the issue last year, and he believes that that group is actually arrows up uh, going in the right direction. And according to Ben Scott and Teddy Prohaska, they've got a healthy rotation of guys at that group despite having not not ideal numbers. Um, so that's something that bears watching on Saturday, and which didn't happen last year is can the offensive line keep Nebraska's quarterbacks from being sacked? Because last year it was not pretty uh, at all. So that's, that's another thing I've learned. And third, you know, I, I, I think probably the standout that I'm eager to see most that we've heard a lot about is Heinrich Harburg. They like him at quarterback. You can stuff your tight end talk and your, Russian talk and a sack because he's going to be a quarterback, I think, for this group. And we'll see how that looks. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm particularly eager to see Heinrich Harburg perform, given that the quarterbacks are going to be live, because I think that's one area where he can really separate himself from the other quarterbacks in the room. All right, Brian, you're up. Three thoughts, defense. Defense is harder, I think. <clears throat> but – one of the things that's why I chose learned, offense, by the way. Yeah. I like yeah. that subtle call out of brunch being lazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take on the hard one. That's fine. Um, I mean, the Rover spot has been in sort of an interesting thing of the spring and uh, part of Tony White's defense that I think we're going to learn more about on Saturday and exactly who's there and what it looks like, you know, when they're actually between the lines and we have our eyes on it. So a guy like Omar Brown, for example, um, has got some action there. And it sounds like I know he was in a green Jersey at some point. So hopefully he's ready to roll, but he had a good start to the spring. And I, I feel like it's opened up some opportunities for a really crowded secondary. We know that there's like a hundred guys back there. So Saturday is going to be key and sort of, okay, who's sort of maybe where in the pecking order, at least where these coaches are thinking right now. And how are they lining up with these three safeties? So I just think the Rover and the secondary conversation and um, who's where is going to be pretty interesting. Um, A second thing to me is I think there are some young guys, even first year freshmen who can at least get some reps this year. 
and maybe spring we're going to see or on Saturday we're going to get an idea better of who that may be. I noticed Cameron Lenhart's name has come up a lot this spring and it came up today a couple of times. He's been in fact going against Bryce Benhart, um, you know, your number one right tackle um, throughout the spring. So that tells me Lenhart's getting some very high up there reps. And so he's a guy I'd watch. Princewell is a guy I would watch. Um, so I think the freshmen um, and how they sort of show um, tomorrow is going to be interesting. Um, aside from that, um, I don't know. For the third thing, I think it's really about the newcomers and just like how do they use MJ Sherman? How do they use Chief Borders? Where exactly do they line up? We know that they've been moving guys at different positions throughout the spring. So um, do they do that on Saturday? Are there guys going to be swapping spots? Are there guys who are going to settle in the specific roles? Um, I think it's harder to get specifics on the defense right now, but that's why Saturday is going to be so interesting where I think we can maybe uh, get our pens out and say, okay, that's where that guy is actually playing. And that's what that actually looks like. Cause I think it's hard for us to sort of visualize some of it because Matt rule is the first to say he likes to move guys all over the place. And as a sidebar, um, you know, Bruns mentioned Heinrich Harburg on offense. I think AJ Rollins on defense, a pretty interesting guy, just as much buzz as we've heard about him on the D line. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road with available H track, all wheel drive and three row seating. My whole family can head deep into the wild conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, you both basically took this next question and already answered it, so I'm going to eliminate those two names, Heinrich Harburg, A.J. Rollins. Who is someone It could be a returning player? It could be a new player that you were excited to see on Saturday out on the field, Michael Brooks. Yeah, I, I think, I think I'm eager to see what that tight end group looks like. I mean, I think one player. Yeah. <laughs> Give me Eric, one. Eric Gilbert. I know, I know you want to talk about the tight ends and I was surprised <laughs> you didn't mention them. As part yeah. of your three bullet points on offense, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Gilbert because right, I don't he's go. not gonna he's not my pick to click, so I, I think I'm gonna go Gilbert. <laughs> you can you can save a title no, no, for that. No, no, no I'll we'll go do Gilbert. Your prediction and whatever else. But. I'm eager to see Gilbert. I'm, I'm eager to see a former five star, top five type recruit um, at you know work at tight end at 270 pounds and runs like a wide receiver. Give me that. What BC. It can be. It didn't have to be offense for Brunts either. Like you can, you can pick an okay. offensive player. You can pick a defensive player. You can pick a spec, a specialist. You can pick new look Herbie. 
whatever you want to pick. I don't want to see that. Is Jeff Sims late? Are we going to get to the quarterbacks? Am I stealing it by just jumping right? No, to no, no. I mean, you can talk quarterbacks. It's Jeff Sims. I mean, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes you just overlook the obvious. I do that all the time, so I'm not going to in this case. I mean, You're just calling Brunts out. <laughs> Brunts overlooked the obvious. It's uh, wow. Jeff Sims. I no, think for me, for me, for me, the tight ends are the obvious. So <laughs> I, I can't help overlooked either. everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't believe this guy's even on this podcast. It's a shame. Ring for everybody, <laughs> media included. Yeah, I'll run some stairs. Go ahead. Sorry. Be water, Brunts. Be water. It sounds like uh, Sims has had a pretty good spring. That two objectives for him were to bring up his completion percentage and limit the turnovers. They did have some fumble issues in the last Saturday scrimmage, so we'll see if they clean that up. Uh, Harburg. It, I don't know. It seems like Harburg is the guy who's pushing him the most. And Casey Thompson's in the film room like 23 out of 24 hours a day, it sounds like. So um, it would be a good time for Jeff Sims if if I'm him to, you know, have one of those days where you're 13 of 15 and you just look really sharp. And so uh, he, he's he's my main guy. All right. I, uh, I've got a question for you guys. Oh, oh. I was going to give my answer. But that's oh, okay. sorry. Go ahead. No, it's, it's cool. Give your answer because it's about Jeff Sims. My question is about Jeff Sims. Give your answer. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Uh, real quickly, I want to see Jamari Butler. I mean, we've talked a lot mm-hmm. about him. I think the staff seems to like him. He was a guy who went into the portal for one day. He got a look around. He got some offers. And then he decided Nebraska is still the place for him. So I want to see what that looks like. And it gives me a glimpse, too, of how Nebraska does in terms of uh, pass protection. Because we, we should have known last year there was a lot of issues ahead when Garrett Nelson set the all-time sack record for the spring game by the third possession. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I I would like to see some improvement there. At the same time, we'll see how Jamari Butler does going up against those guys. So, uh, Butler for me. Sorry, bro, just tab the floor. So, flip side to your question, because I, I feel like every radio that I've been on this week is like, what are you looking for in the spring game? If you don't see something... What are you the, dreading about the spring game? No, what, what are you... If you don't see something, like let's say the quarterbacks don't perform well, it's the defense good. Like what what would happen that you're like, okay, I'm a little concerned here about you know what what this means for the off season and going into fall camp. Okay, I got I got one, and inadvertently BC gave it to me when he was talking about Jeff Sims. If there's fumble issues on Saturday from Nebraska's quarterback. This fan base is not going to handle it well. Like that's that's one of those things where seemingly every time there's a new quarterback for Nebraska, you're like, well, he's not going to turn it over as much as the last guy. If Jeff Sims fumbles the ball multiple times on Saturday, this fan base is they're gonna they're gonna struggle a little bit with that. Like I I feel like the the quarterback um, protecting the ball has to be just such a, a paramount thing for this team to have success in 2023 so if it starts right away on saturday i I think that'd be a cause for real red flags for me brian i think it's a offensive line if they're matadors out there and you know there's sort of been i feel like a change of narrative because of what Matt Rule said about the line and his belief in Donovan Rilo, where it feels like there's sort of like, uh, like, okay, let's give these guys a shot. You know, maybe it was just their scheme last year and, um, you know, a combination of things. 
that really Donovan Ryla and those guys um, couldn't completely control. So let's let's have an open mind about it. But if on Saturday in the first big public showing of 23, the quarterbacks are just constantly being harassed and uh, it's looking rough at the tackle spots, I think it, you could see that start to swing back to what it was like in December, you know, that conversation. So it's a big day for the O-line in, in that respect, I think. Yeah, I, I think overall the quarterbacks, I think, are going to be kind of the topic of conversation because you have a group that, you know, is, is going to play, is going to play a lot. And then on the other side, you have, you know, Casey Thompson, Logan Smothers, who are sitting out. And it feels like the group over here that's playing needs to have a pretty good day. Like, I, I feel like for the fan base, you need to leave spring ball and go into the summer feeling like, okay, somebody that's in this group over here is able to run things and, and be efficient and not turn the ball over and make plays. I mean, I think that you need to leave Saturday feeling like there's somebody in that group that if you needed to play a game, you could you could roll out there and start at quarterback because it, it to me, kind of muddies the picture a lot if – that group doesn't necessarily perform. You have last year's starter over here kind of waiting in the wings. Logan Smothers has played a lot too. Um, you know, by the way, the portal's open. So what does that mean for this whole whole group? I, I think that I, I think some clarity needs to happen on Saturday in the fan base's mind about who can and who cannot help you at quarterback. I think that's very fair, uh, certainly. All right, let's let's do some predictions here. And we'll get through these kind of quickly. Give me your pick to click and your oddly specific prediction, Michael Brooks. Both of them. They can be obviously separate things. Yeah, uh, pick to click. Um, it's got it's got to be tight end, right? I mean, I, I think uh, liar. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think the tight end group overall is going to have a pretty good day. I think, but specifically, I think my, my guy Borkature is going to have a good day. I think I think he's going to flash a little bit. He's the veteran guy in that group. He's my pick to click. Oddly specific prediction. I think I think Ramir Johnson houses one. I think he takes it forty eight yards for a touchdown. Finds a crease, runs it in. So Ramir Johnson forty eight yards for a touchdown. Uh, Borkature, your your pick to click out of the tight end group. All right, BC, what do you got? Pick to click is John Bullock, walk on who came. Like going walk on heavy here. Yeah, well, I think he's more than just a a spring fluff story. Uh, came up the first week. Um, he's moved to linebacker. He's been making a lot of plays throughout. And he, uh, I think he had a pretty good spring game last year too, if I remember right. I, I bet you he racks up a ton of tackles. Um, so John Bullock is my pick to click. Oddly specific prediction. Um, the first touchdown of the day goes to Isaiah Garcia Castaneda, a 32-yard grab, very similar to that. Might have even been the distance he had in the touchdown against Northwestern. <laughs> I think it was. I yeah, yeah that sounds very familiar. <laughs> But that was an oddly specific, oddly specific <laughs> recollection. Yeah. yeah. So maybe, uh, maybe that. And then the, the other one, and hopefully this doesn't step on anybody's toes um, because Schaefer hasn't done his yet is the fullback is going to get mm. um, mm. 
three to five touches. And is it I the w- first carry? Is it the first carry to the fullback? I wonder. No, no, Matt Rule mentioned on Thursday, he said, uh, we'll have a few surprises, but I, I don't really want to. Yeah, obviously, it's a surprise. He's not going but I wondered if the fullback was a, a piece of that, um, especially with Fearless Frankie, um, former Husker fullback in the house. All right. I like it. You guys are you're getting creative here. I'm going to go that Nebraska has three offensive plays over 50 yards on Saturday. And that's going to lead to great concern about Nebraska's defense and can it stop explosive plays. But three 50-yard or more plays from the offense on Saturday. And then my pick to click, I am going to uh, I'm going to just go with Jeff Sims. I think it's set up well uh, for, for him to kind of impress. This is the stage in which I think people want to, you know, get their first glimpse of him see how he does handling things. You know, I talked about the the turnovers earlier. I don't think that'll be a problem for him on Saturday. I think Jeff Sims will have a pretty good first half, and uh, then I assume he will not be playing in the second half. All right. Uh, we want score predictions, and you have to tell me which team you think wins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see. So, so am I saying the ones are going to win? Uh, like I don't know. I just want you to pick a color because I don't think we know how they're going to break this <laughs> up exactly. How do the grays fit in? Yeah. The white team is the offense, right? So so am I picking the white team to score more points than the red team? I guess. I mean, I, I suppose. It is sort of hard to figure this out. Well, the team that has... Whatever color jersey, just say the one offense. Will they? Yeah. Will will the one offense win, or will the the two offense and defense win? Okay, so you're going ones or twos, I guess is what you're mm-hmm. saying. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say the one offense is gonna have a good day. I think I think the offense is gonna gonna move the ball a little bit. Okay, I don't have a score prediction. I think everybody's gonna have a good time. Um, <laughs> But I, I will go with one offense. Predictions are rough for this right now. <laughs> what, am I, what am I predicting? I don't know. <laughs> I just needed something. We're trying to fill time here. Okay. I think I think the two offense, uh, which I'm kind of assuming is going to be led by Harburg, but that's a storyline in and of itself, like how the quarterbacks shake out and yeah. how they how they bring them out there. I mean that that's really the the fun part of this. And I was very muddled and confused when I talked about the defense, but I honestly don't know like where some of the guys are slotted right now, even after all the interviews. So it's going to be fascinating, like who, you know, who pops out there first and who's in that second group. And I mean, that's going to be like, really like wanting to type that down in a hurry. Cause I don't know on some of those things, but I think Harburg and his group is going to have a good day. It sounds like Harburg is at a really good spring. I don't think that's a fake story at all. I think he's in the mix, and it looks like he can run the ball pretty well. When you hear Marcus Satterfield talking about, well, he's bigher Eric Crouch, you know, <laughs> like he didn't mean it like he can run like Eric Crouch, but um, he's got running ability, and I think he's going to do some damage in this game, and their their side's going to win. Yeah, give me the uh, give me the one offense coming out on top here, putting up more points against their counterpart. So um, I just I think they're going to come out and play well. Um, I think the defense has maybe more to go for everybody to kind of figure out their roles and 
and what they're doing and everything else uh, compared to the offense. I don't know that it's going to be the smoothest operation around, but I think they'll look pretty solid. And I think, as I said earlier, I think Jeff Sims is going to play well. So give me the one offense. Any closing thoughts you guys have here for the 2023 spring game? A prediction before we go, who is Nebraska's leading rusher? Who is it? Mm, AJ Allen. Yeah. Um, I I also would say AJ Allen. If I can't say Allen, if I have to take somebody else, uh, I guess I go Gabe Irvin. Okay. I, I was I was gonna go Irvin. I think uh I think he's got a chance to to play a lot on Saturday. So I'll go I'll go Irvin. I think I think AJ Allen's got a few big plays in him though. This is a legit scrimmage. That's a good part about this. I've been bored out of my mind the last few spring games. It's just the truth really? of it. Oh yeah. It's such a high quality product. Well, I mean, everybody has it. And I understand why coaches do it a certain way, but the fact that you're going to get like, this is like the scrimmages that nobody sees, you know, this is the actual like top guys against top guys who really shows out. So it's uh it's kind of fun in that way. All right. Well, we are Husker 24 seven. Of course you can catch all of our red, white coverage at husker247.com following the game and uh, everything else that we'll have big visit weekend as well there'll be plenty of recruiting stuff going on so be sure to check that on the website uh for michael bruns brian christopherson i'm mike schaefer we'll catch you next week with more podcast content